Well, welcome to this edition of Along the Forest Apps Road podcast. This is Tim Arge, your host, and glad you're dropping in today. We're continuing on with our series from our ebook, The Complete Guide to Chainsaw Safety and Directional Felling. And we're, uh, we finished up, uh, third part of chapter 7, which chapter 7 is kind of a long one. We're going to finish up with part 4, which isn't too long, and then move on to chapter 8. So um, appreciate you dropping by. Hope you're doing well. This particular ebook series is available from our website at www.forestapps.com, also available from Barnes & Noble ebook series. This was a book that we uh, wrote in 2002 in conjunction with Mike Bolin, who was the forester uh, in Illinois back at that time, now retired, living out in California. Mike did a lot of work getting all my uh, English correct and those types of things. Hopefully I can I can read it clearly to you, and I uh, hope you find it some good information that can help you in your chainsawing endeavors. So anyway, we're on uh, starting off on page 103 and uh, finishing up part four of um, Saw Chain and sharpening. So uh, beginning off this paragraph is the concept. The tool is unique in that it sharpens the round, concave cutting surface of the tooth with the mounted round file and sets the depth gauge in proportion to the height of the tooth with the mounted flat file. All this is accomplished in one pass along each side of the saw chain loop while it's mounted on the guide bar. Each cutter tooth works independently from the other cutter teeth on the loop, but yet as part of the team. The depth gauge is important to the cutter's tooth function. The depth gauge sets the amount of bite or how deep the cutter will attempt to shave out a wood chip. If the depth gauge is too shallow, the cutter will not take a chip. If the depth gauge is too deep, the cutter and sometimes the chainsaw cannot handle the load. This can cause the chain to rock and vibrate out of control and increase the probability of pushback and kickback. The tool sets chip thickness by lowering the tool and flat file into contact with the depth gauge. As the tooth is sharpened, the top plate surface of the tooth declines in height. Look at any cutter tooth and you will notice the top plate goes downhill to the tail of the tooth. The tool rests on top of the tooth being filed and the back of the top of the leading tooth. As the tooth is filed back, the tool drops the flat file into place and reduces the depth gauge height to the correct setting in proportion to the tooth height. This is important because any depth gauge setting tool only works by averages. The height of the two or three of teeth on the chain loop is averaged to set the depth gauge as the operator files across the setting gauge tool. If you use depth gauge setting tool that relies on this averaging system, soon your saw teeth become inconsistent and the chain begins to cut towards the sharper, lower depth gauge set teeth. This usually promotes circle cutting to occur. When circle cutting occurs, the chain begins to cut to one side and then it binds in the cut about half through the piece. The chain sharp or sharp force tool helps to minimize this effect. 
since the depth gauge of each tooth is set independently from other teeth. This ensures that each tooth, no matter how long and or short the tooth is, has its depth gauge set to proper settings. And there's another great feature. While you should always strive to maintain uniformity in the teeth, you don't have to count sharpening strokes or the tooth with this tool. Just make sure you file back enough to remove all damage. And keep the tooth angles correct. That's all there is to it. It's ready to cut like a new chain again, possibly even better. You must reverse the files, though, in both of the guide designs to sharpen left and right cutters on the saw chain. The files only cut in one direction and need to be placed in the guide with their cutting teeth forward. Filing work always takes place with a forward motion of the tool on the cutter tooth. Make note of either the arrow on or top of the crown H on the flat. This will alert you to the proper file direction. The arrow on top of the crown H should point away from you in the guide, and that is easily recognized. Another tool which you don't have to reverse the files is the FURD CSX tool, also is sold by Steel as a two-in-one tool. With that tool, it does the same process, but you just have to flip the tool over. It has two round files and a double-sided flat file. Replacing files. The files can be replaced easily. The 532nds, 316ths, or 732nds inch round file is a standard 8 inch long furred Husqvarna file and can be replaced easily in the handle when necessary. The flat file lasts and lasts, but when it needs to be replaced, it can be purchased through your chainsaw dealer. Both files set into the guide in their respective slots and lock in place with either wire or slide clips. Important, though. When sharpening any saw chain, it is important to know the manufacturer's suggested angles and depth gauge settings. The shape of the depth gauge needs to be maintained accurately, too. Some depth gauges are rounded and others are flat. Make sure you check these settings with your dealer or manufacturer. When you test cut with a chain and saw chainsaw after sharpening, make note of any aggressive behavior or vibrations. If either exists, do not use the saw chain without correcting the problem. Your safety is at risk. Tool types. There are two chain sharp sharp force tool designs that are used to sharpen all popular sizes of saw chain. The first works with smaller chains such as a low profile 3/8 or 0.325 inch. This tool guide uses a 5/32 round file. You can recognize the version easily. The files are clipped into the guide with wire holders. The second version holds either a 3/16 or 7/32 inch file with the larger 3/8 tooth styles. This guide has a slide lock design to hold the round and flat files in place. Grinding systems. Many saw users are against having their saw chain sharpened by a machine, and rightfully so in some cases. 
If the grinder operator isn't aware of how a grinder may overheat the tooth, this can spell disaster for the chain. Overheating the sawtooth changes the tooth's metal structure and usually leaves the cutting edge unsalvageable. If a quality grinder is used and the operator is trained in its use, the grinder can produce a quality sharpened chain in short order. Crews of any size should look into a grinding system to reduce chain waste and to ensure proper saw chain maintenance. Quality grinders by companies like Oregon can solve many chain problems. I want to thank you for dropping by, and hopefully you've enjoyed Chapter 7 over the past three or four uh, chapter segments. And hopefully uh, we'll move on now in the next edition to Chapter 8. Appreciate you coming by. This is Tim Ard. Wishing you good sawing, and we hope to see you along the Forest Apps Road.